Welcome to the Quack Toll Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Twelve in. Oh! I am your host. Most. Oh, most. Oh, what is going on? Uh, I am your host. Oh, most. Oh, now I'm getting it. Yeah, you threw me off my game just like our game was thrown off up in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the Webfootosphere. And I am joined, as always, No, by my you lovely- are. <laughs> I'm Adam Schmidt. Well, you threw me off, my man. <laughs> I'm here to catch you, though, baby doll. I'm I'm Adam Schmidt, and I'm Aaron Schmidt. That's right. And um, I don't know, Aaron. We lost, and it sucked, and it broke my heart. What do you want me to say? You know, I think you should be a little bit more upbeat than that because I don't know that I would consider it to be a full loss. You know what I mean? You think it's here's half, what I'll, uh, here's what I will losses. say it was, mm-hmm. and you can put me on paper with this one. We can quote you on this. This wasn't this- a loss because you can't lose something that was stolen from you. Whoa, Aaron, what do you mean by this? I'm talking deep state conspiracy. I'm talking buttering the field. I'm talking paying off some refs to turn a blind eye. I'm talking about some Scruff McGruff type shit, bro. Chicago, Illinois. Aaron, now, now, these are some serious allegations, and you usually are the more analytically... Uh, not conspiracy-minded one of the <laughs> Quack 12 podcast. Look, You're telling me you think there was some dirty money that made us lose this game. Here's what I'm saying. This? The Huskies organization mm-hmm. is dirtier than <laughs> any mob family you could possibly ever find. I am and- talking... Deep state espionage. <laughs> okay. They and, are. And, it's evil. Did you not see <laughs> how they used anti-gravity devices in order to float backwards while mm. catching a foosball? Have you? Did you see that? I, I saw when that one Washington Husky didn't catch that ball, but they certainly ruled it a catch for some reason. You ever see? Oh no, that was definitely a catch. I think. (laughs) You think that one was a catch? That was. But also, Adam, I want to talk about the fact that they were also doing some video cover-up stuff because Mm. in replays there are clearly multiple holdings that you can see happening. Mm -hmm. But then what they'll do 
is they'll do that thing where they kind of gray out the entire screen except for the one circle where they want you to be looking. But if you look all along down here along the line, what do you see? Whole bunch of face masks, whole bunch mm. of holdings, mm. whole bunch of buttery fields slipping and sliding. So you think it's the prestige? It's everything you're not looking at that's really going on. There it is. It's right there. They did a they did a whole magic act on the entire world, and they paid off the refs to make it so the the referees are just Michael Caine in the situation. Hmm. And what do you think about Terrence Ferguson faking his injury so we got that little timeout at the end of the game? No, that was a real injury. That That wasn't fake. That was a real injury. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm getting it. I'm trying to get on our... Okay, that's real. Also, Mm -hmm. I have to... Yeah, I have to say, I am 179,000%. Okay. On Dan Lanning's side of history with this one. I think he is going to walk away the most important coach of Oregon Ducks history. And it starts with this game because that was not a loss per se. I think we're still going the full meal deal. I think Huskies are going to probably, you know slip on their own damn field and somebody's <laughs> going to pull a hammy and then that's the end of it for them. They're done. They're done. They don't have any you more wins in done. them. They spent all their money on winning this game. <laughs> Do you have much money it probably costs to butter an entire field? All and right. you have to do it without being seen. Which further I proves get- my point that they're using video cloaking devices. And so where does Joel McHale fit into this because he did pick them on game day he he was the celebrity guest picker he's just a clown who worries about that that guy he's just a clown he dances for the man (laughs) fair enough fair enough well all that what you said could be true i will leave that at that but aaron what did you think about the actual you know, obviously we're against the odds or against the 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 money makers, the the makers, the changers. However, uh-huh. Aaron, what do you think about the actual game itself? Because to me, it was heartbreaking, but objectively, it was one of the better college football games I've seen Absolute, in a okay. long ass time. You know, if you remember last week, Hithliday was all like, um, "The game has already <laughs> happened." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guaranteed us a well, win, I believe. For me, because uh, well, because this whole weekend I actually was in a recording session with a a dear friend of yours. Oh, you want to plug him? Plug the band? No, I don't guys? think so. Okay, fair uh, enough. <laughs> but I will say, because of that, I watched the game via DVR. So for right. me, it was in fact already over. So mm. <laughs> having no, like having that knowledge of like, well, whatever happens while I'm watching this, for real, it has happened. So me like mm. trying to emote any kind of energy to help push it along is yeah, mute. You, you knew that was the you know my universal connection. Yeah, my universal connection was not going to render any help in this situation, mm. and so I felt uh, I felt fine about while I was watching it because. Even though we failed every time 
at trying to convert on fourth. Well, yeah. Watching Dan be a badass like that was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's fucking party, bros. Now then, that being said, I have to say, Camden disappointed me. Disappointed Uh, me big time. uh, He hits the 45 yarder. Camden, 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 Camden. He misses. And the way it, it really sank right, like you could tell the wind was actually really getting to it. I don't know who paid off the wind. Was it? But, uh, oh, yeah, you see it sink right really quick. Are you saying that the field goal post actually moved? Here's what I'm saying. Is that a possibility? Here's what I'm saying. Okay. I was in Seattle. It was not a windy or blustery or gusty day. That mm. kid needs to shape up or ship out. It oh, also, my God. Just, I, <laughs> you loved him. He, he was your favorite player not no. long ago. Nope. Well, yeah, maybe. No. But <laughs> here's here's where I knew he was doomed. I knew he was doomed because when he came onto the field for the first time mm. for some extra pointage. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they, the announcers brought up, he's three and four. You know, seventy five percent. Some I think they said he's seventy five percent. And I was like, "Why are you going to bring up stats like that right now? Like, you can't say that stuff out loud. That's gonna this kid. Now you've all but shown that he's that one that he, you know, the one that he can't get the three out of four. That's yeah, or the one out of four. Knew it was going to happen. And there it was. He did it for us at the end. (sighs) I'll tell you this, man. It's it's the old saying." Styles make fights, right? I, I think that really fits for football. Hit me with and that one more time. Styles make fights, I believe, is the saying. What does that and mean? What, I, what it means is when you have two teams that um, have different styles, if you will, you know, different strategies, sure. different ways okay. of this is how we're going to win the game. When there when there's two different kind of philosophies, that those games a lot of times can absolutely be the most engaging, the most exciting. If you got one team that's just like we are a defensive team first and foremost, and you got another team that's we want to score seventy on you. Yeah. Um, when they go against each other, sometimes that can be the most entertaining games. Now that doesn't that specific you know uh, dichotomy doesn't fit in our matchup with them, but what I did like was how Oregon was very clearly like, we're going to drive down the field, we're not going to turn the ball over, we're going to go for the sure thing, we're going to you know go for the boundaries, we're going to try to run right up the gut, we're going to try to make it a balanced uh, you know mode of attack, you don't know whether we're going to run, you don't know whether... You're going to throw. We're, we are going to take some deep shots, but you know those are also going to be when they're open. And then you got Michael Penix, these amazing wide receivers for Washington, and they're just going to go. We're going to bomb it down the field. We're going to be, right. be playing twenty yards down, always looking to make huge plays, and we're going to succeed on a lot of those. And that's going to make a lot of the shorter stuff more, you know, possible. And so it was like you had Oregon marching down the field for like you know ninety yard drives or like long well, methodical drives, and then you had Michael Penix Jr. just bing bang boom like flying down the field, and, and it did make it pretty engaging, even though that doesn't tell the whole story of this game obviously right either, and 
You know, yeah, watching it too, you know, what I saw, A, for real, that first touchdown, I was like, uh, oh. The Huskies? Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> and then we kind of came right back. Yeah. And I was, well, like, was like, oh, three and out. shit. <laughs> oh, it shit. was three and out for them, three right. and out for us, and Touch- then they they just bing, bang, boom, fly down the field. Right, and, it looks and like, then we got okay. ours. And then we got but ours on the next drive, too. We got ours, but even if you remember the first set of downs, it looked pretty rough for us. Like, yes, correct. Correct. Like Bucky, uh, yeah, like it, it, That's it, true. it looked pretty gnarly. So there was um, a period of time where I was like, Oh shit, please don't let this be a blowout because the only yeah. thing I knew because I was DVRing it was that yes. you your tell is you do have a tell. I kind oh, of no. assumed we were going to lose because you phrased it in such a way that it was like a crazy game a must watch, right? Yeah. That's all I'll say. It's like, well, that sounds like a lot. Uh, uh, I mean, we nearly had it. Uh, some of the amazing moments that I think are kind of being thrown Bro, under the bus. This yeah. game was fucking crazy. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That immediately we'll tells me it's a loss. Because whenever well, we have a really close win that's super tight, you don't mm. say peep. Don't you don't say, say anything when we win. But, okay. Uh, the thing that I saw on the field, though, was that we just looked like a machine that knew exactly what the fuck was going on with this game. Mm-hmm. It looked like the Huskies, and correct me if I am wrong here, but it felt like they were constantly having to adapt new ideas to fit around <coughs> when we wouldn't allow those deep shots. To well, be I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It was clear to anyone watching that in the second half, uh, Tosh Lupoy and Dan Lanning did have some answers to slow down Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the, I mean, you know, some of them were few and far between because they did still score pretty, pretty yeah. quickly when they did. But they but dialed see, up a lot of pressure. warned us about that. He said, mm-hmm. as long as they can hit deep shots from the middle of the field, they're going to get touchdowns. But as soon as they hit the red zone, it turns to shit. Well, I mean, they had some success there too, but I, yeah, I agree because we also we also ha- stopped them on the the goal line stand, which would have been uh, a brother huge deal, brother. And, that oh. doing that alone in Husky Stadium is mm-hmm. like I don't give a shit if we lost. Did you remember how we just like blocked yeah. you? The only reason why you won that game is because we got a fucking kicker we didn't even want in the first place. Oh my god, you're gonna put it all on Camden Lewis. It's the last last thing you remember is the thing you're gonna oh, it's his fault. No, I'll tell you this. I mean, it's we played aggressive, we played to win. If one of these shots would have gone in, who would have known? It's a game of a million different plays, though. Yeah, I'm all for it. We just got done playing a stone cold classic, and unfortunately we didn't lose I mean, we didn't win. However, it took place in Seattle. It took place against 
one the probably the best offense in all of college football, oh. and we almost beat them, and we know I what wanna, we need to do. I want to bring this up. Let's hear it. Uh, I just want to do a mid-season reminder. Okay. At the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. I laid a small little fact nugget, I believe during one of the pickums that we did with Hithloday. A fact where, nugget, a.k.a. a fug it, but yeah, continue. A fug it, that I, I watched one TikTok of this guy kind of break down <laughs> what's going on with the Huskies. Okay. And he literally was like, I think they're kind of the dark horse that could go to the fucking natty. What, you a Husky fan now? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, I brought it up. And here we are. They're undefeated still against us, who are about to go as close to all the way as you possibly can. You don't think we're making it to the to the playoffs, is what you're saying. I don't think they're going to allow us in. I think they're assholes who bet against us because we have Nike money, which just makes us the bad guys. But we're the misunderstood bad guys, Adam. (laughs) That's why the Huskies were able to pay off referees to mm, let them let the good guys win this game. Well, let me tell you this, Aaron. This is the path. This is the clear path to if this happens, we make the playoffs. Yeah. If any of this doesn't happen, we don't. Which, uh, to be fair... Good like, God, it only takes one little thing to not happen and we don't go? Oh, yeah. Well, but... But that was this. the same as last year, and last year we sucked. It's the same, it's the same thing for every single year. Okay, oh. this, is what I, this is how it goes. Okay, you just um, have to remind me. I get it. That makes sense. First of all, it's this. Uh, in my personal opinion, I don't even care if we make the playoffs... I want to make the Pac-12 championship game is my main and basically only goal, and then to win it. Because I want to win the Pac-12. That's all I care I want it to be the Huskies, and I want to eat their lunch. You want them to make the Pac-12 championship game is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I want to play the Huskies in that and then just beat the shit out of them. Well, this is let me lay out some interesting paths here, and many okay. Duck fans like no, th- everyone knows this is the goal. Okay, so if we lose another Pac-12 game, well, we only have Pac-12 games left. But if we lose another game, we're out of the playoffs. Period. We're not making it with two losses, even if we right. win every. Single Nobody game. does. Yeah. So who cares about that? But if we win. Every single game, then we are definitely making it to the Pac-12 championship game. If we drop another game, it's still possible. Probably even uh, it's still possible, but uh, it it becomes much less likely. Much mm-hmm. less likely. Um, we're we're it's not in our own control at that point. Mo- most likely, anyways. Uh, d- drop any more than one, and we're apt. We're <laughs> it's. The, the odds are so small that mm-hmm. we would make it to the championship game because it's just the two best Pac-12 teams are going to make it. So you'd be relying on teams like USC, Oregon State, really kind of falling off cliffs. Same with Utah and Washington dropping like probably at least one, hey, one, two or something like that. You heard it here first. I had a vision, and I shit you not, mm. I think there is a very strong possibility that USC biffs it for the rest of the season. 
You're calling that is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm calling it right now, right here, right now. I bet USC doesn't win a single game for the rest of the season. All right. Well, uh, interesting take. <laughs> yeah, interesting we'll see. take. <laughs> Listeners, we recorded this before the second half of this podcast. I don't podcast. know what you're talking Aaron, about. I, Aaron is trying to take credit for <laughs> someone's claim in the future and trying to say it's his own idea, just so you know. He thought that he could get away with it and I wouldn't pull him oh, out and point him out. But anyway, You know we're time travelers. Why wouldn't you just let me <laughs> time true. travel this one last that's time? True. I know when we came back you said... We had to give it up, but I just wanted one yeah. last little treat around the block, man. No, it's like meth. You need to stop, Aaron. But, yeah. but Aaron, so, um, it, I mean, it is it is that simple. Like, maybe we can lose one more game and make the Pac-12 championship game. Who knows? But let me give you this scenario. This is kind of is pretty unlikely, but actually a possibility, like kind of worth talking about anyways. It would be fun to think about. Something that could happen if all the, you know, coin flips went our way and such. Let's say we go undefeated all the way t- to the end of the regular season, okay? We beat every we beat our toughest opponents and the easy ones. The hardest games would definitely be at Utah, which, you know, Utah's flawed, but that's still a really tough environment. Salt Lake City, like, that's going to be a hard game to win. Um we beat USC in Eugene. USC is kind of not looking great, but still potent offense. Could definitely do it. Very talented team. And then at the end of the season, we beat the Beavers. Get that revenge. That's in Eugene, so hopefully in our favor, but who knows. So we beat, go undefeated. We are 11-1. That would definitely get us in the Pac-12 championship game. Well, that's what let's I say, predicted for the season. Yeah, you did. Now let's say... We're eleven to one. Dude, we go to the Pac-12 championship. One second, we yeah, go sorry. to the Pac-12 championship game. Washington, let's say they do something unlikely. They win every single goddamn game of the regular season. They okay. are twelve and zero. Something no team has ever done. Impossible. Twelve era in the Pac-12 era. Impossible. No let's say they do it. So well, let's say I break the quarterback's knees. <laughs> How dare you, Michael Penix is. Is actually cool. How can you watch that game and not feel like Michael? I Penix will say is this: this is what I did want to say, and I'm sorry for interrupting you on a big point. But mm. when you can do that, mm. fucking do that. Do it all the time. It was Just, fucking. Oh, yeah. f- it was. I can't wait till he's in the pros, and I hope he's able to drop yeah. it like that there. So it's just yeah. really fun to watch him shine on a field where it doesn't. I don't have to hate him by re- yeah. job requirement. Yeah. It'd be great if so, he was But a for now, I'm going to break yeah. that motherfucker's knees. <laughs> okay, well. we. I mean, we were coming at him. He was injured in credit to Oh, him. brother. They were yeah. ro- I actually, that made it even more like, this motherfucker. He was I mean, he's clearly a candidate, dude. Fucking hobbling out there. Yeah. He was c- yeah. and doing the job and scoring a touchdown still. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> this game was so much like last year's game, except it kind of hurt because it's like 
similar in ways where it's like we blew a lead. Sure. We slipped on a crucial when we were trying to run out the clock. We literally slip on the fucking yeah, ground the and don't make it. Uh, not only that, but it was like one quarterback is injured and hobbled and comes out there and tries to win it. Unfortunately, this time it's them and they do. And they yeah. Win it, so. But anyways, so let's say Michael Penix continues his Heisman run, basically. I mean, amen to him if you can do I it. Mean, it seems like yeah. you bought it, but whatever. So twelve and 0, 12 and zero Washington, <laughs> yeah, eleven yeah. and one Oregon meet in the Pac twelve championship game. Let's Love say it. on that neutral field in Vegas. Let's say Oregon wins. Okay? Yeah, and wins like it's a close game, but yes, they win. At that point, if you're looking at twelve and one Oregon Pac twelve champion and twelve and one. You know, Pac-12 Huskies has beens, Huskies has beens, but only loss is to a really, really good. At that point, probably that'd be like definitely top ten Oregon, maybe five, top five Oregon if we're in that scenario. In that case, I would believe it's actually likely, or at least plausible, but I would say likely in that scenario, Washington and Oregon make the playoffs oh wow that is a possible it has there's well, precedent in the past you know what i was gonna say uh it's funny it's that's so funny because i was gonna make a joke that well if we beat them in the pac-12 championship mm-hmm. then it seems like the most obvious thing is to wait a month and have a rematch that's what and it'd just, be dude <laughs> and just see who gets the best out of three that's the most that that is obviously, I mean that would be the most legendary. What way to a end the season! I'm, t- I'm telling you, Dan Lanning is going down as the greatest okay. coach of Oregon history, not in our lifetimes, but our grandchildren will sit around the <laughs> fires of a broken society and they will tell okay. stories of a mythical being that once led an army of indestructible amphibious creatures to the promised land, baby. So you're saying he's going to win us a national championship. That's the only way for him to be more legendary than the cast, the coaches before him is for him to actually win the national championship. He's going to win three. What are you talking about? We're, we're beginning the season of, I mean, we're going to have five of these things by the time he's done. But right now, we're going this season, we're going next season, we're going season after that. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, and again, before we go into commercial and and bring in all wonderful guests, Hithleday. Wait, no, I have a question for you, though, because I do uh, have a pretty... There's Obviously, I don't pay attention to the numbers and the stats and the who's-its and the what's-its. Yes. I saw... And heard of a, f- a number of people getting injured. What do we look like on the injury report? We actually are looking great. Uh, Jaleel oh, good. Florence. Yeah, Jaleel Florence is back in practice. Kyrie Jackson played in that game. I right. mean, there was that one point when both corners went down on one play against a team with an elite passing. That's what, like, I, that's what I'm like. And we were down. It felt like we were done. So it's an amazing uh, accomplishment, even though one came back. I, right. I I think it's just, and I was about to say this, it's amazing to be talking this optimistically 
I mean, we're we're homers and we're more on the bright, cheery side than Duck fans who are literally asking for like Dan Lanning's head. And is that um, real? People really yeah, oh, think sure. that's the appropriate answer here? Oh, sure. Um, well, you know, people are being like, he's too aggressive, didn't go for the field goals, we lost by three points. Um, you, you know, whatever. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's the opinion of this podcast. We're talking for you two. Football is not for passing flowers back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... It means it, we fucking go hard. Quack 12 podcast, I would say... That was a nuts game. We just played against it. I mean, Huskies, they're terrible. We hate them, but we played it against a great team. Yeah. We showed we were great. Yeah. We lost. It sucks. In the greatest I'm, fashion. I'm still so stoked for this team. So stoked to see if we can get the Pac 12 championship game. Fact. If we lose again, we'll talk about what that means in future but right now i'm still on this hype train and this is well this is what's great is that once a duck always a duck there you go you're still on the hype train but you've definitely packed your bag in case you need to quickly jump off oh yeah (laughs) i love it of course no i'm on this thing all the way to the cliff we're gonna fall off of it together (laughs) brother you and me it's an 11 and 1 season for us Hand in hand. And uh, then it's going to be style. a 12-1 championship. And then it's going to be a 13-1 and one beating them in the playoffs. And then we're going to the national oh. championship. And then we're getting oh. it. And then Dan Lanning will try to be poached by, I don't know. He will try to be poached? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, you know somebody, yeah, somebody's going to try and take him away. But he's going to yeah. go. No thanks. Come wow. back to Oregon for the less wow. money because what he wants is to have it's a, a ring on. He wants a ring on every finger that can hold the weight. Wow. You know what's even more like this is truly like if you wrote a script, the Duck fans perfect season because it's even better. Like yeah, it would have been better if we won in Seattle. Like that would have been an awesome win. Holy I think cow. we did enough embarrassing things to them during that game <laughs> that they know they they know how they won that game. They know money is what you do. They cheated. Oh, cheated. I like this idea of every <laughs> single time we lose, we come in here and we say they cheated. I I'm not too facts you know, big to adam yeah, i've got facts. video footage of sasquatches buttering the husky field <laughs> i got footage of it well check this out so 11 <laughs> this i mean you couldn't write a better script than right okay we barely lose in seattle that is our only loss of the season but it sets up for this epic you know hypothetical pac-12 championship game we win in vegas and then the rose bowl happens to be one of the playoff bowl games so we could even this this would be unthinkable like even 10 years ago or something like that but we could meet washington for the first ever oregon versus washington rose bowl game which literally was impossible not that long ago. But because of all this weird stuff, yeah, Oregon versus Washington in the Rose Bowl. So we beat them while also collecting a Rose Bowl and then <laughs> win the national championship. That is actually I mean, possible. 
and unlikely, you know, but possible. Well, here's the big question now, for you. Take, take us on one last question before break. But what do you? Got? All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, what does this mean for money whenever we go and kick it over to this new, um... Big Ten? Yeah. All right, we're actually going to be making a little less money because we had to take a lower deal, but in the grand scheme... Wait, we're not able to come back to the table and be like, look, motherfuckers, we're the national champions. Oh, we can't renegotiate, because you get bonuses and stuff for, for winning all these things, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would just be you like, I've to... decided I'm not going to play. We just go, and we're not going to allow the national championship title to be uh, contested until I've decided to play. Well, I'm glad you you thought that out for us, uh, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> let's go to commercial. Let's get out of here. We'll Bring be back with Hitler Day, folks. Absolutely. Quack quack. Quack quack. Well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken. I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone. And obviously, when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection, so... Not gonna lie, I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing. No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing. And that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make, dude. We can review every duck season as it happens. Even the children here are freaky. Then post it on the Quack 12 Patreon in the future. I mean, it's just really hard to not spoil, you know, tragic national events. Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic, time-traveling stoner hosts. We live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack. And the most beautiful thing about it? We can charge them a measly five bucks in the future. And when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam, I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television. All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment. But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my my own hand at it. That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine. Oh, Aaron. Oh, baby. What a time. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Midway through look, the app, you and I. Look, I've obviously said my piece. I've gotten things outside of my chest and onto a recorded medium. So now I think it's time for everybody's favorite cool down session with maybe mm-hmm. my favorite guest. I like to think of him as like a, a twin brother, a brother of huh. knowledge and of the fine things in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like to think of him as the 
film reviewer and managing editor for Addicted to Quack, the number one Oregon Ducks website, according to the Quack 12. Just leave it at that. Don't look into it. Um, that is right. Hithliday 1. Hithliday, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing uh, meh because we had a because we lost to a rival at the same time. Ooh, it's hard to walk away from that game and not be like, God damn, that was an instant classic that unfortunately fell on the wrong side of the coin for us. Uh, how, how are you coping with this loss right now? I mean, as we discussed last week, the game had already occurred. Uh, there was no coping <laughs> to be done. Like I, I had. Well, then this game happened within the, the parameters that you know was uh, outlaid in the way that Huskies film had shown to date, and, and Oregon's film had shown to date. I was prepared for. It, there there were no real surprises there was a there was a bit of a surprise in in the amount that the huskies ran the ball outside of the red zone in the beginning of the game although that effect quickly disappeared uh, almost to nothingness so uh that minor quibble aside you know everything that happened in this game was something that i had already contemplated and prepared for so i have done no coping the uh <laughs> Yeah, that, this is the, that is the purpose of film study. That is the reason that I started doing this so so long ago. Uh, uh, so I should just be grateful we're not in the universe where Bo Nix tears his ACL and it was a, a Washington blowout and the duck's head fell off again and it was revealed to be uh, Jake Browning or something like that. I, you know, <laughs> don't live in that universe. Sure, you should be grateful that you do not live in that universe. Uh all right. All right. But we don't live in the universe as well uh, where we convert on all three of those crucial fourth downs that everyone's talking about so much. I mean, and I bet that's you're true. already. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. You're already a little bit. It's yeah. the best integration of uh, baseball rules that I've ever seen in the sport of football. What's that? Three oh, strikes, three strikes you're out. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Hith, I bet you, I, I don't know, maybe you're already a little bit tired of, you know, uh, of the amount of importance uh, the fan base and everyone has put on these plays. And they were, you know, crucially important, as important as any play can be, really. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion. Like, there's some, I would say, morons, but to each their own, who are basically being like... Uh, Dan Lanning, we should fire him. But that no. was absolutely idiotic. He should have taken the free points. You should all, you know, old. Oh, yeah, because the, the, Cam the, Lewis is yeah. automatic, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a, a bunch of, like, I feel like I, it's safe to say, especially like that one fourth down that we didn't get the second one in the third quarter. Um, that one was easily justifiable because. They started like deep in their own territory, and we ended up getting the ball, and we scored again. And so, even like results wise, it still felt pretty acceptable. That first one right before the half was obviously it, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. How do you feel about that calculated risk? Uh, well, how do you that feel about one? I mean, there is a zero percent chance 
if you don't get it, there's a 0% chance that the Huskies get the ball back and then drive the field yeah. and score, right? Because it's the very end of the second so why half, of the first half. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, it's only the opportunity cost, uh, you know, um, yeah, the analytics. I mean, look, man, about, there are several how, like if you don't believe me, there are several analytics calculators that exist online. They all exist for free. You can look up any of mm-hmm. them, like all of them say for go for, to go for it. Like um all of them say to go for it in every one of those, you know, situations. The the final the 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 final oh, one. Yeah. I mean, think about what have the, the 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 final one, right? The yeah. where mm-hmm. uh, okay, where if, I get a if little Oregon cheesed. if Oregon <laughs> gets it on that fourth down, the the game yeah. is over, right? Mm-hmm. So then think about, you know, the, the, all of this, all four of the things need to happen for the Huskies to win the game. Uh, Oregon has to, to not get that fourth down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Huskies Check. then have to, uh, <laughs> got it. Uh, they then then have to get the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Check. Yeah, they, they got, then got have really to uh, stop Oregon from getting a touchdown. They then yeah, have yeah, to have yeah. Oregon miss the field goal to oh, tie it. Oh boy, how do you right? the wind too? <laughs> Which like all four of those and things happen, right? Like all, you know, it's amazing. It's yeah, mother. I know. Well, okay. Look, I, I will first uh, answer your question about. Uh, about like the decision making on fourth down i will then uh dismiss the question as being a, a silly <laughs> one and then i Fair will enough. discuss about how sort of the the larger like um why this maybe was worth talking about after all yeah and and if you could maybe uh also ju- the specific plays too i'm very interested because I, I like the aggressiveness um i'd like uh, okay. to know your thoughts I, on maybe I, all right I, I can plays. talk about the specific play calls i guess that will be mm-hmm. 1.5 um <laughs> the uh the decision to go for it on all four of those fourth downs was the correct decision uh you know analytically and strategically um you know aggressive play calling is the identity of the team analytically like any calculator will tell you it raises your odds more than it lowers your odds you should go for it if it raises your odds of winning the game more than lowering your odds of winning the game uh the specific play calls god means i have to pull them up now don't i um Let's see. You know, the funny thing is that, like, it may, it might make sense analytically, but it doesn't look like it makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, so well how, it, how they don't look like it makes sense post hoc because they didn't work, right? Which is like, it didn't that work. is, right. that's <laughs> right. Like, that's, that's how we can tell, like, anybody who is saying that is not a serious person or is not a serious analyst or is is speaking from their emotions if i'm being generous and he's calling you yeah, not yeah, those, a serious all three analyst of those things are me um, <laughs> yeah that's true the uh, okay so uh, uh let's see this uh the, the one that happened at the very end of the okay l- let me actually discuss the sequence a little bit so sure. the one that happens at the end of the first half um, Oregon's uh, in the red zone. The first and ten play is uh, he throws a corner route to Treshawn Holden. Um, the it was the appropriate play call. They got the look that they wanted. The clip is in my article that went up this morning. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it was a good throw. Like they they arranged it properly. You know they 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 were in twelve personnel. Uh, they got a three by one. 
they got the look that they wanted. It was single coverage. The right. defender was able to cause Krayshawn Holden to try to catch it with only one arm, which he was unable to do. Mm-hmm. I'll just let your listeners think about that for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the second, uh, the, the next play call was the throw to, te- uh, uh, Tez Johnson in the flat. It was an excellent throw. Now it's third and three. That, uh, play call is, a a, a swing pass. Um, uh, the, uh, it would have scored a touchdown. It was actually set. A, I thought it was an appropriate third down play call. It was well-designed. It's just, uh, the, uh, the Huskies blitzed on it and, uh, uh, Cornelius and Harper, um, mm. like the, uh, one of them slipped on the turf. That's actually something that I spent a lot of time talking about in my article. The, something is wrong with Alaska Airlines field and not just in this game. <laughs> like when I was doing my film study and it didn't happen in 2022 earlier, they did something to their turf this year. I don't know what it is, but in I was all, wondering about all, that because that's like, but this it, is his own field. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, 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 but Aaron, I'm telling you, in all three of their previous home games against Boise State, Tulsa, and um, and uh, 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 Cal. Oh, uh, um, Tulane? Oh, no, Cal, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and it wasn't just the visitors either. It's not like the, the home team had like some secret advantage with their cleats or something. Like, right. everybody constantly is skating around on that turf that that amazing yeah and it was happening in this game too in fact i actually think on balance oregon got a little better advantage of it um but uh yeah like 31 something like 31 percent of plays in this game at least one player is slips and is not in the position that he needs to be and it affects the play in some way entertaining football don't it well, <laughs> they grease the field. Yeah. So, well, p- put a we pin. We got enough in- butter on that field. Anyway, put a pin in that because I'm going to talk about that. In a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so somebody slips on that play. The protection doesn't hold up, and uh, and Bonus gets a bad uh, throw off. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, if he had gotten the throw off, it's a touchdown um, because wa- Washington is not in a position to to defend it properly. So now it's the fourth down play call. It's fourth and three. But the reason that I talked about the previous three plays, like Oregon did a totally appropriate things on the previous three plays. Um, the fourth and three, they go for it. They call a, a rollout flood play. I, I didn't like it. I, I, I thought that was a bad mm. play call. Like that's not, I don't, I don't like that play call in the red, in, in, you know, when you're on the goal line, the defense is compressed too much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I would have called almost literally anything else in the Oregon playbook at this, at, at this point in time. Uh, so yeah, I like, I agree with the critics who have said, I like the decision to go for it on fourth down. I don't like that play call. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't count me among their number on that one. All right. Next is what's the next fourth down it's the one uh it's the goal it's it's on goal it's in the third quarter um they oh yeah here i found uh, it um let's see oh yeah this is the uh this one is also in my article um yeah this one i sort of put on bone nicks uh um i 
first of all, uh, I like the decision to go forward is analytically proper. Second of all, the play call is proper. It's again, it's the look that they want. They've engineered it correctly mm. um, in, in order to get, you know, the single coverage. It's against a defender who I think that, that Troy Franklin is perfectly capable of beating. I think that Bo Nix just places the ball incorrectly. He puts it on um, Franklin. Mm. It's a comeback route. Um, mm. It's also it's in the red zone. It's fourth and three. They don't need the touchdown in order to convert vert um it's uh let's see there it's fourth and three from the huskies i think eight yard line so meaning they they only need to get to the five yard line to convert and get a fresh set of downs um okay so like franklin gets to like the one yard line and then you know breaks back on the comeback um so he's got like plenty of room he can come back farther and still uh, achieve the first down um nick should have placed it on his upfield shoulder meaning closer to him not not closer mm. to the to the post um and and in that way the defender would have had no chance to defend it but nick's put gotcha. places it kind of low and kind of too close to the defender and the defender has the opportunity to break up the ball that's another play where <clears throat> the defender uh, causes it to be the case that uh, Franklin tries to catch the ball with one arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, <coughs> I get you. So uh, that's a good. We should start doing that move. That sounds really effective. Can I ask actually. about a random, or it's not a random play? It's kind of an. It's a touchdown play for the Huskies. What's that? But it's something that I noticed when they actually replayed it uh, on. TV, mm-hmm. which okay. is that one of the Husky linemen very much appears to grab one of our guys' face masks and like pulled him. Do you know what I'm talking about here? I don't Do have any of those. Was? I have. Because they. Sh- oh, fuck. It's a Husky touchdown. I mean, I have a shit like a ton bomber. of. I mean, I've got a shit ton of uncalled, uncalled holding flags. Or, oh, okay. Wow. Like, I'll quit playing coy. I mean, the Huskies were. Were were constantly holding Oregon defensive linemen. I mean, something like a like fifteen percent of all snaps, they were committing obvious holding flags, and they didn't get flagged a single time. I mean, honestly, the Huskies were are one of the most penalized teams in college football, and right. the fact that they only had five penalties, three of which were like silly little procedurals, um, mm-hmm. and didn't have a single holding flag. Well, they were like in the Arizona game not the stoutest defense in the world. They had four holding flags. And then for like Mike Varell, their beat reporter for the times to be like the greatest testament to this team is that they played a totally <laughs> clean game on their offensive line. What amazing <laughs> offensive line improvement. Like what a credulous thing to say. Wait, like congratulations <laughs> so, on the journalism, do you, dude. Do you got any theories on uh, maybe what's happening there with all that? I don't, now, dance. Sorry. So there. Uh, Vegas. Say, I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have any such flags or any such missed flags, Aaron. I don't think anybody grabbed anybody the face mask. I don't have anything like that. Huh. Okay. I'll have to go dig up the uh, archival footage. Dig up the tape. You, I will. I'll dig up, up the, the tape, tape I know next week. They replay it during halftime, so I know exactly where to go. Hmm. So it's the first half. Okay. Hmm. Aaron will bring that back. I'll for bring next it week. in, don't baby worry. doll. All right. 
Um, the last fourth down is uh, let's see. I mean, that they call one... it, they called an out route to uh, to Tez Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Boy, I don't really have a whole I, lot of I notes feel... on that one. I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think they probably should have just run the ball. I, I. Yeah. I. I mean, it felt obvious. To oh, me I, okay. To sorry, I'm, re- I'm remembering it's, the it's play now. Concept. Like I. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, there was a bad, I'm sorry, the, the, just the camera angle wasn't great on it. I, I didn't, I didn't really see what the coverage was. I didn't really see, it was, a, the, the pass fell incomplete and it was sort of like nowhere near Tez Johnson. And I was like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell. Um, I, I didn't really, really love throwing the ball on fourth down. I think I, I you know, what I probably would have done was just like run, 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 run. Cause like ultimately the Huskies, like their mm-hmm. run, their rush. I mean, here's, let me back out a little bit. You didn't ask me this question. Probably should have it. Like Oregon's like Oregon's offensive success rates, you know, both efficiency and explosiveness in this game are excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, Oregon has Dude. it's 62.5 percent efficiency rate passing the ball. It's 68.4 percent uh, rushing the ball. They're 20 percent. Almost 21% explosiveness passing the ball. They're 18.5% rushing the ball. Like, I know they they got stopped on some crucial times, but like... But James also broke through a whole bunch of shit, a whole bunch of... Well, yeah, like, look, when you're rushing at 60, you know, when when you have like a a 60 or 65 or whatever percent success rate, that means you're still losing on 40%, you know, like, hey, look, man, championship caliber doesn't, isn't 100%, you know, no one is at 100%. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes just the, that's just the way the cookie crumbles is that like on on painful times, you, you know, that's when your, your failures come come you know uh in a, a you know put a pin but, on, in that but like um but like look man like uh, oregon probably you know to the extent that i have some criticism to the play calling it, it, it's simply like look man uh, ju- just like line up and pound the either pound the ball or i think actually there probably should have been a little more outside running in this game like uh, the the husky sort of had a, a real vulnerability outside running that oregon sort of refused to exploit um which i thought was a little weird like this is a very like inside run um dominated a uh, a uh, 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 game plan um mm-hmm. when like i think a, more, a little more balanced and when i say balance i mean balance between inside and outside like it's mm-hmm. it's it, it's about it's about it's about fifty four percent inside zone, about thirty six percent gap schemes, and only about ten percent or so um, uh, outside zone, which is like I hmm. I think I would have liked a little more like you know kind of even between those three categories um, because that that reflects a little more what the Huskies vulnerabilities were um mm-hmm. uh, anyway uh there are some other good things about the way they're running the ball they they had nicks as more of a run threat which opened up the rpo game a little bit more mm-hmm. there's some clips in my article um, about how it opened up the rpo game just like the threat of him running was all that was necessary um for yeah. that um let's see uh uh, uh, as to the question of um, uh, why are you asking me about specific single plays? Look, man, in a close game, like here's the yeah. deal: there's something like there, there there's something like 150 like unique snaps in this game. Okay, like uh, any one of them matter. The idea mm-hmm. that like this single play 
was the play that mattered and and fire Dan Lanning or like celebrate <laughs> Kalen DeBoer because like he nailed yeah. it on that play. Uh you know, as Bill Connolly did, which is like another dumb decision. Um, it, it, <laughs> you know, and not that like Kalen DeBoer doesn't deserve accolades. He does. But like, if you read Connolly's article about it, it's idiotic because it's like, let me talk about this play and just like moron um, for an analytically inclined dude. Like, that's not how anyway, um, the. The the look, man, in a like literally every play that doesn't end in a touchdown or doesn't end in a turnover that also results Mm. in a touchdown for the defense is a play that could have gone better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's yeah, I get what I'm saying is that on a touchdown pass, I clearly saw a face mask. That, oh, that one, one play really kind of matters because that's points. I, I don't know about that. But the, uh, y- you know, look, in a game with like, th- 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 I mean, that's the thing that's you will keep yourself at night, up at night, you know, saying what if, what if, what yeah. if, what if, because you yeah. can do that about literally every play. Well, except for like mm-hmm. the six plays in this game that were Honestly, a touchdown or a turnover because every play could have gone better. Honestly, what also makes me laugh is how many people uh, will say something like, well, if only we would have gotten the field goal right before the half, we lost by three points, therefore it would have been a tie. Because it's just like, uh-huh. if you get that three, let's say you get the field goal right before the half, butterfly effect, every other decision from that is, right, is exactly. then changed. Like everybody's like, you know, let's like edit the timeline. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, hey, yeah. man, were you really proud of that 15-yard run? Wouldn't you, you know... What if it got 30 yeah. yards? Right. You know, now this, right. you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, were you really proud of that, like, uh, of that stuff? You know, like, what if that were a tackle for loss? You know, like, every play could have gone better and would have changed, mm-hmm. you know, the dynamic of the game. You know, now that's a punt, you know, for the opponent instead, you know, uh, like, the, 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 the idea that, like, these are the key plays. This is always what drives me up the wall about listening to <laughs> people who are not really analysts, you know, cosplaying as analysts when they get on their mm. podcasts or whatever, and they'll say, like, let's talk about the key plays in this game. <laughs> every, every play is a key play. Yeah. yeah. Especially in a game that is, you know, decided by, you know, three points and which goes down to literally the final play of the game. Every play is a key play. Mm-hmm. And every play you that you can pick and alter the timeline and say this would have changed the outcome of the game because it is literally true that any play you can pick and alter the timeline and it would change the outcome of the game. That's what happens in a game that's decided by three points that goes down to the wire. Like, Hey, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. End of the day. Yeah. Does Dan Lanning come off looking like... A badass? Because I think he kind of does, right? Sure. I like the mentality a lot, Uh, honestly. I mean, I was like, I mean, that's some, that's some, like, swanging. (laughs) I mean, yeah. We we used to call Chip Kelly Big Balls Chip. It's like Dan Lanning is truly bringing that exact same kind of energy. Maybe a little more so. (laughs) That's not bad, actually. That is not bad. Here's what I'll 
you know, I, I just read off, you know, what the efficiency and explosiveness numbers are because that's how an analyst approaches this. And, and sure. like, here's here's what I'll say about Dan Lanning as, like, not somebody who's cosplaying as an analyst, but as like an actual like data scientist and an analyst. And like, you know, I don't put on a costume. Like I, like my analyst costume. Not even for everybody else. Like my costume, yeah. <laughs> is, like my analyst costume is my pajama pants, which is what I'm wearing right now. The way. Uh, The way uh, I think it's best summed up was in Return of the Living Dead when it's the uh, really cool older punk rocker standing on top of a mausoleum. This is a way of life. I know exactly what movie you're talking about, and I agree. uh, Continue, Hith. Sorry. Yeah, continue. The job job of a coach is to prepare your team to, and by prepare, I mean to recruit, uh, to train, to uh, develop, uh, to construct your roster, to assemble your coaching staff, to write your playbook offensively and defensively, to game plan, uh, you know, to analyze the opponent, uh, to, to discover their strengths and weaknesses, to match up your strengths and weaknesses and figure out how those puzzle pieces fit, to prepare mm-hmm your team in such a way that when you were playing an inferior opponent, you run them off the field. And when you were playing a good opponent, that your team is in a position to keep it close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I felt like even though we failed at them, I felt like I was watching Washington sweat during it you know what i mean because that's all it is man is like the question of whether or not like the question of whether or not in this type of game in this Mm -hmm. type of game the question of whether or not you win in a razor margin game it like it comes down to such ephemeral Mm-hmm. you know matters that those like were, floating backwards while grabbing sure that it's that it is it is so you know preposterously asinine to talk about like well the coach has command of those and let's you know give me a break mm-hmm. the coach you know the, the coach crossed the bar which was preparing the team to be competitive against you know a, a very high quality opponent uh Mm-hmm. And so, by the way, also crossed the bar against the, the 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 first part of the question, which was preparing the team well enough to run, uh, you know, inferior opponents off the field. Because, hey, you know, look at their previous games. Um, like that's it. the The job of the coach is preparation. Like the the job of the coach is the other six days of the week and, and the off season and you know the structure and the, what actually happens on Saturdays is. I mean, you might as well be rolling dice. Yeah. Right. I, and I, I mean, it's so funny. You could even go back, look at dynasty runs. You can look at, like, whole coaching careers, someone who's a legend, someone who's a flop. Like, not always is this true, but, like, so many of those things are, like you said, like, dice rolls. Like, the, like when you take into place, like, injuries mm-hmm. uh specific strengths on weaknesses uh you know game by game like oh just complete randomness it, it truly all is um i mean not also, complete randomness the, but randomness. the better team with the better roster typically sure is gonna find a way but to like win in a game that's close yeah. in which both mm-hmm. t- both coaches have done their jobs in in you know 
perhaps different ways, but still, you know, arrived at perhaps circuitously differently, but arrived at the finish line uh, of preparing their teams to be high quality teams like that, that, that like what will what will actually transpire on Saturday and determine that the outcome is like the flap of a butterfly's wings, man, you know, like, what are you sweating mm-hmm. about it for? Like when, and so when I do perform the analytic process and write it up, like you will hardly even find a mention in my article of, of the outcome of the game. Cause like, it's a re- like, I'm, I'm here to dive in, you know, what are the, what do the numbers say about Oregon going forward? You know, what were their success rates? You know, what were their strategic decisions? You know, what, mm-hmm. you know, how did they prepare the team? You know, how, how, how might they, if the opportunity arises for a rematch, what strategic decisions might they make a little differently? Um, because like, that's the job of serious in- analysis. Um, not like, hey, could you relitigate fourth down number two? <laughs> not, not just to write a whole ass article that's just gonna be like some boring ass yeah. old school. Yeah, we have coach a word for that. That's, you always take Look, the points. That's yeah. I mean, we have points. a word for that. Unfortunately, like nobody except for maybe like 16th century monks know it. It's called kazooistry. Um, I'm sorry, just look yep. up. Uh, I certainly don't. Well, know. I'm just waiting for the Disney uh, adaptation of the game. Honestly, that's the part I'm most. When, about. Well, I'm still waiting for the Disney adaptation of the Alamo Bowl because they actually have the rights to that game. So. When people have asked me, "Hey, if the opportunity arises for this game to be replayed um, on a neutral site, um, be that in Las mm-hmm. Vegas or potentially the playoffs, um, what what may be different?" Um, I think there are a couple of strategic decisions that I might do differently. Um, the Oregon on defense blitzed, uh, on about 25% of Washington's dropbacks. Um, when Mm -hmm. I wrote my preview article, I was, um, I was pretty emphatic that I thought any amount of blitzing was too much blitzing. I thought it was very clear from Penix's tape uh, over the last year and a half in, in this system that blitzing is always a bad idea. Um, uh, well, that's too long thing... to get into. You can read my article, but basically the, what the outcome of this game, I think confirmed that theory, although in a little more nuanced way, which was essentially Oregon, um, reduced the, yardage that was excuse me washington would get uh, mm. uh when when oregon blitzed washington would average fewer yards per play than when they didn't blitz however their mm. success rate and their conversion rate would go up so essentially blitzing turned washington into a more methodical team um you know higher uh, success rate lower yards per play um and that bargain is not worth it um you know because like they're still going to march the field and score touchdowns um y- you want it to be the other way around you want them to like yeah i'll give up the extra two yards per play but there's a higher chance that you'll fail because my mm-hmm. real goal going back to your baseball metaphor uh, mr Schroeder, uh mm-hmm. is three strikes and you're out right i loved it first down second down third down punt 
Yeah. You know, is string <laughs> stringing together three defensive wins in a row and getting them to punt. Um, That's the problem. We're not playing the right sport. So, uh, so, so blitzing, yeah. that would be one strategic decision that I would make differently. I would... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the, I, thing, the other couple, there's two other things that I I wanted to well three other things there that they may be different. Number one is the playing surface. I actually I I can't stress this enough. There, it was really weird the effect that the playing surface had on this game butter. on both teams, on yeah. both offenses and defenses. Um, that late James run certainly comes to mind. No, it's all over the field. It's not just the skill a, position players. It's the blockers. It's, it's a, the defenders. It's all, like when you start looking for it, it's I mean, it is all yeah. over the field that people are slipping. And then they're suddenly like this game had weight had about nine more points to combined points than the model predicted it would have. Um, and it's because frequently like dudes in coverage are not where they're supposed to be because they slip out of the break. Um, Mm. I'm not like joking about that even a little bit and it's difficult to disentangle. So if this game is played again in Las Vegas or some sunny weather climate, Mm. which is where bowl games typically are played, uh, uh, I forget exactly where the, 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 the playoff games are, but they are always in sunny places. Uh, like probably won't be an issue. Um, so, so the, like major thing will be, or at least a thing that I won't have to disentangle if I have to do film well, study on that. Hith, the- I can put your, uh, I can put you at ease on this one actually, cause it's actually, it's a pretty well known fact around Seattle that Amazon has put microplastics in our rain. <laughs> So it is yeah, just constantly that, mm. coating everything in a, a slick Teflon type surface. I, I also have no <laughs> doubt that Husky Stadium constitutes the the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, uh, you know, of the mm. of the land. Um, the uh, uh, and, and then Beautiful the other thing view, is, though. look, I, I don't I don't want to belabor it. You know, every yeah. week I say I don't want to belabor it, and then I wind up doing so. But like I, you know, I I, I thought that the home crowd effect had some effects on the officiating oh sure sure yeah they're cheaters all of them That's and then wild. the last thing that i'll say is look man uh, you know there were a number of sequences i was talking about one of them you know with the, 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 that final fourth down sequence in which like everything like 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 everything that has to happen in order for washington to win the game did happen or like look at the you know fourth downs which I promised you that I would mm. say, like, maybe it was worth talking about fourth downs afterward. There's six fourth down g- calls in this game. Like, you know, both both teams go for it on, on fourth down three times. Hey, can Oregon I ask you a goes question? 0 for 3 and Washington goes 2 for 3, meaning, you know, of the six times Washington wins five times, right? F- Washington mm. goes 5 for 6. You know, on fourth downs, that's an improbably high rate that probably won't repeat if this game gets played again. You know, that's another like, you know, we we I guess, you know, I'll put it this way. Like, you know, I, 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 you know, with a decade's worth of charting experience and having charted like literally thousands of games, like I've developed sort of, a you know, rudimentary model, you know, based on, you know, what happens when teams with these two different like profiles you know meet you know what happens uh and you know what are the probabilities of outcomes and and like it outperforms 
advanced statistical models because of the garbage in garbage out problem that they deal with and I don't have to deal with because I'm charting games and I I get direct non-garbage inputs and uh, we what the numbers in this game and the numbers prior to this game predict was that you know if this game were played on a neutral site a hundred times Oregon would probably win somewhere between 65 and 70 of them and we just happen to live in one of the strands of the multiverse in yeah, which where you know, two quarters go out at the exact same time. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, Did like they, that's what I wanted to ask. Really more, quick. I'm not any... saying that Washington cheated okay. or anything, but I am saying that like on balance, more things that are unlikely to repeat in the future went Washington's way. Not all right. of them went Washington's way. Some things went Oregon's way. I'm not trying to deny that, but like. On balance, I think if this game were played many more times, what the numbers suggest is that Oregon would win more times than not, and we just happen to live in one of the universes in which Washington won. I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron, you got a question? Go ahead. Oh, I was just curious if the... uh... If the Huskies actually gained any real advantage from both corners going out at the same time, and mm. then one came back pretty quick. Yes, yeah. Kyrie Jackson did come back. Um, uh, I think he was probably just in pain and they gave him a Toradol shot. I'm speculating sure. about that. Uh, Florence did not return. Right. And it was interesting because they put Triquez Bridges back in mm-hmm. uh, for him, um, which like the much maligned Triquez Bridges, who then did yeah. great for like f- the, the, immediately the Huskies started targeting him. But he did great for four or five plays and then he got beat. But it's sort of like you're going to get beat by these guys. Yeah. You know? He 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 got just he got beat at a and this is sort of like again putting on my analysts pajamas. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he got beat at a lower rate than you would have predicted, which is a win, right? Honestly, yeah. End of the day, the way that this game played out, I still feel like it kind of was a win because if there's anything, it's. Dan Lining kind of feels is going to do what he says he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, I like for, I, from an yeah. analytical perspective. That... It, 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 I mean, from an analytical perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine going with this for one, yeah. it. The mentality of going for it and instilling in the team, right? Which I, I don't like to say this all like raw raw stuff, but there's also truth to it that like if you want your team to be this. Uh, juggernaut that is like both offensively and defensively you're saying we're gonna go we're gonna swing for the fences we're not basically here for every clicks time. adam you know what i mean <laughs> we're not here for clicks we're here for the win we're here you for know the win. um instilling that mentality means having these moments yeah. like this where you're like yeah a field goal safer we're going for the touchdown so we can get a fucking lead yeah. going in the half and I, i'm honestly pretty happy with every it. high school said, kid is gonna want to come here after they hey. watch that fucking game well hey. did you see bo nix's and, did you see bo yeah. nix's like locker room comments about it's it's pretty amazing I was just like, yeah he, well, he's was remarkably mature um, yeah I, I and then I dan landing said my bad basically I, like throw my i mean yeah. 
I mean, every coach does that, but like, Hey, look, man, you know, I, I deal with people who are two or three times Bo Nix's age uh, on a regular basis who don't deal with, uh, adversity in half that yeah. uh, My God, level man. of maturity. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 they're I, everywhere. Fucking zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now let us bury this game. All right and send it to hell because we got more games to talk about. Thank you for that. Uh, that's a, a gunshot to it, <laughs> Husky, <right>. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get into Evil it. Evil Dead style. Oh, yeah, baby. The pigs. The pigs. The pigs. The pigs. Everybody's favorite segment, The Picks. Now, we got a whole bunch of games or a whole bunch of teams Going into their bye week. Oh, uh, shit. Let's get into those. First of all, we got the number 12 Beavers. Bye. The Beavers who beat the Bruins mm. in the way that many teams beat the Bruins, or uh, which is just taking advantage over their offense, which is not a sure thing, which is led by a talented but a, a freshman quarterback. Which Playing for the wrong coach. Who's playing for the wrong coach? Who he's gonna look so good as a duck next season. And Dalen's also, it's really gonna get him going. Hey, hey, man, let's hmm? let's talk about the David Woods theory. Oh, oh the David Woods theory. That's let's right. Talk about he it. was I'm confident. Curious. He was confident in UCLA. He was and, confident uh, in UCLA's that's... defense. Right. Yeah. And how many? Yeah, how many points something. did uh, did Oregon State score? <sighs> oh boy, too many to count. It, uh, you wouldn't happen to have. I mean, it was points. a beatdown. Dear Lord, it was a beatdown. And and I do think it is kind of becoming more apparent. In my opinion, uh, the true defense that I circle is like, this is this is a damn fine defense. Well, Ducks have a great defense. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to deny that. Look, I, I know we're Utah running out of time. Look, here's the important thing about the UCLA-Oregon State <laughs> game is that yeah. – uh, yeah, uh, Dante Moore doesn't work in this uh, offense with with Chip Kelly. Uh, we I've been saying that for like close on to a year. I'm right. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Oregon State's defense uh, in real good, even with that bad uh, 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 offense out of UCLA. They still scored 24 points. Like if they were competent yeah. at all, they would have lit Oregon State up. Oregon State is a massively overrated team. Uh uh, point number three. Um, the, the, here's the deal. UCLA is a highly rated defense. There, it is a statistical chimera. Um, the 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 issue is it's, it's being massively overrated by their Washington State performance. Washington State is a problematic team. Um, the, yeah. Here's the thing. Washington State can't run the ball like at all. So so UCLA is being credited with a rush defense they don't really possess. What UCLA really has in terms of their defense is one and only one thing which is they have an excellent uh pass rusher named liatu latu yes. his story is kind of crazy but it just comes down to one thing it is not a full spectrum defense it's one mm-hmm. pass rusher it was enough to blow up wazoo but that but look man that's not enough to stop oregon state's rush uh offense it's not relevant to Oregon State the way that they score points, which is why this was a predictable outcome. Here's the other thing that's relevant. There is a four-team not in the Pac-12 right now. It is Oregon State, Washington State, UCLA, and Utah. Here's the crazy thing about it. Um, Those four teams, uh, 
They all went undefeated in the non-conference except those uh, those 12 opponents. They all suck ass. Um, so <laughs> they don't provide any data. Um, uh, those four teams, again, UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, and Was- Washington State, um, they've mm-hmm. only played each other. So it's yes. like this impenetrable yeah, like, box, weird. right? Uh, there are some exceptions, however. The, the they they've played those four teams have played two team two games against Cal, except uh, Cal's the worst team in the universe. Um, yep. Except Cal sort of puts up some points against them, so like, huh, that's interesting. There's one other exception, one penetration uh, into uh, uh, this uh, this four team knot, right? Okay. Which we're going to talk about in a second. But my point being, this four-team knot, they're they're all basically equivalent because they've all played each other. They've all beat each other, right? Utah beat UCLA. UCLA beat Wazoo. Wazoo beat Oregon State. Oregon State beat Utah, right? So it's this Ouroboros that eats its own tail. Okay. Mm. So this four-team knot, again, they've... They beat all their out-of-conference opponents, but their out-of-conference opponents suck. They've only played each other. They've only beat each other, mm-hmm. except for Cal, which sucks. There's only been one team that's penetrated the knot, and they're all as good as each other. So it's a rat I mean, king. Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely agree with you that, like, for example, UCLA is getting a whole lot of credit for holding Utah to, like, 14 points. Utah's offense fucking sucks right now. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. in Salt Lake City. Right, I'm really just like, like that. Utah's a one-loss team. Oregon State's a one-loss team. Washington State's a two-loss team. Utah, UCLA is, like, a two-loss team. So, like, these four teams are... They're being viewed as, like, equivalent. They are equivalent. They're being viewed as all very good teams. But mm. it's like this... It's like, you know how every year everybody talks about how the SEC is an echo chamber? Yeah. You know, this is like they formed this little Pac-12 mini echo chamber. Hey. Well, let them have it. Well. All right. The Pac-12's dying. Well, we little, you're about to talk about a game in, in which boy. the echo chamber got pierced. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, also bye. on by is this team that sucks, Cal. Uh, as you said, hey, they beat Arizona State, which is a, a game a while ago, mm. but I thought I'd bring that up. Cal, they stink, my man. Uh, they played against Utah. I did not even watch the highlights of this game. Oh, I had it I have to watch going the shit on out of this game. Yeah, because I had it going on. Oregon's about like, to play Utah, and then they're about to play to Cal, team. and so like mm-hmm. this game is super relevant for Oregon, and like so I have to watch the shit out of this game, and like I don't want to <laughs> watch. This I didn't. Shit. <laughs> I had it muted next to the TV, but then I I was only looking at it every once in a while, and I I honestly didn't want to watch it. There was the game of the century going on on the big screen, so. Cal, they're yeah. We don't have to watch them this week. That's for sure. Two-star Fernando Mendoza, leading passer yeah. in this game with 149 yards. Uh, cool. 149 <laughs> yards is your leading yeah. passer. This By seems the like way, an appropriate time to start learning how to integrate AI into uh, reading and watching the video footage for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, we should just AI this whole fucking podcast. Uh, Arizona. Also going on by now. This is they just demolished Washington State. Yeah, um, they're Washington the State team was that there to be demolished. The four team not right. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So when I having just established that all four teams are like equivalent to one each other. And then what did Arizona do when they pierced the bubble? They they wrecked them. Now, Arizona, unlike those teams, is a team that I know a lot about because they went outside the bubble. They played Mississippi State in the Mm non-conference and through a crazy quirk in the schedule, even though Oregon doesn't play Arizona this year, although I don't know kind of the way things are going, maybe Oregon will see him in the conference championship game. Uh, Yeah, really? That's true. I mean, they're doing pretty damn well, Uh, man. But like uh, through (laughs) a crazy quirk in the schedule, they keep being the team that plays Oregon's opponent right before Oregon Mm. plays that opponent. So they played Stanford right before Oregon played Stanford. They played Washington right before Oregon played Washington. Mm. They played Wazoo right before Oregon played Wazoo. And they played USC not right before Oregon plays USC, but like everybody watched that game because it was real fun. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so I've watched the shit out of Arizona, and it's this like unlike the teams in the not, it's this well diversified team where like I know a ton mm-hmm. about Stanford, I know a ton about Washington, I know a ton about Washington State, I know a ton about USC. Like, there's tons of network effects that help me understand those teams, and so therefore help me understand Arizona. I feel like I understand Arizona really, really well, even though it's a team that Oregon doesn't play. And so they're like my avatar. They're my avatar yeah. for understanding and penetrating this like four team knot of Washington State, Oregon State, Utah and UCLA. And so what happens when Arizona goes up to the Palouse? Not not a crazy Pacific Northwest team goes down to the desert. And, oh, no, a horrible thing happened. when We go to the desert. Nope. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that mm-hmm. they went up to Pullman. Right. What happens? What was the score in this game? They Adam? pulverized them. They pulverized him. Was it what? 40 44 to, to six? six? Yeah. Who did I pick? Yeah. Uh, I got it written down. I believe you picked the wrong one. Oh, God Let damn it. I feel like I did real bad this week. Actually, you know what? This is hysterical. Uh, this is the one that all three of us missed. Oh, all wow. of us backed yeah. Wazoo because Pullman oh, and because you didn't quite know in, in Arizona. But uh, no Fafita. Is fun as hell to watch, and Arizona in general is doing a, doing a lot of good stuff, just cleaning up. I mean, they had that wonderful game against USC. They had a, a competitive game against Washington, so I I feel pretty happy about. And like, even their fan base is actually showing up and having a good time at home compared to teams that are you know like top twenty five right now, UCLA and such. So Wildcats have been pretty fun to watch lately, and I'm also kind of glad we don't play them. Mm. Uh, Colorado. Now, Aaron, now, uh, oh Hithleday, give me a second oh here. Hithleday, give me a second How here. How have I okay? gone on massive um, rant about these teams and haven't said a word about this game? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, Aaron, so I wanted to tell this to you. You picked Colorado. I know. And it looked... You, uh, I gotta say, man, it was genius. Uh, Twenty-nine to zero, they led at half. So wow. uh, you would assume that that means a win over uh, a one-win Stanford at right. the time. But what if I were to tell you, Aaron? I would already know. That immediately after that, <laughs> damn it, I wanted to spring this I on know. you. That is right. Uh, Stanford fought for double overtime, completely exposed Brother. Colorado. Uh, Shador Sanders was like on like Instagram selling shit at halftime. I mean, being it like was Stanford's a not bot. serious. I mean, yeah, sure. But I mean, they don't uh, let you have it's phones fun. It's narrative. The, you're not allowed to have computing devices. It's an NCAA rule. Well, it still happened. 
It still existed out there, and I love that it existed because narrative is so tasty. Um, yeah, abs- <laughs> like, and one thing uh, that you can definitely pat Hithley on the back here for, and th- I mean, this is kind of just common knowledge too. Why we don't have two-way players um, is because Travis Hunter did look fucking winded by have coming off mm-hmm. like uh you know like injury and oh. then having to play both sides of the ball and then he got picked on for like a record amount of yards like, like IMNR, that, was it 300 yards almost yeah, yeah almost Jesus 300 Christ. yards and like almost entirely in in the second half that was the crazy thing yeah yeah i mean just probably like this game was set tired. A, like a ton of Pac-12 records um yeah for, and it didn't happen to us. Isn't that awesome? Like, <laughs> like Aaron, you're saying us. this like with a bunch of remorse in your voice, like, oh, what dummy, uh, you know, I am for picking this wrong. Like everyone in the universe, you know, got this one wrong. It was the craziest Except shit that has happened. Like for see, one person my, my, on this podcast uh, named Adam Chimeo, who picked the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah. Continue, Aaron. What I was just going to say that Day, that's why I have the sound of depression because for some reason I have Adam is out finally happy with the universe. Yeah, because yep. I was, uh, I, mean, I was feeling something. I this kind time. of, you're kind of right about this. This is the kind of game that like I would have expected you to predict crazily, and then we'd laugh and then be like, "Oh no, Aaron!" Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Aaron calling the Stony heart, Brook. The thing yeah. that breaks my heart about this round of pickums is mm-hmm. Adam gets a point because he picked his favorite team, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Shut and up. And then Adam gets another point for turn coding <laughs> on us. I know that it's did hurt my heart. Insane. <laughs> it didn't feel good. Well, let's get into the let's next thing get here. It to- Oregon Wazoo. Uh, they play number nine. Oregon, which is pretty fucking cool that we're still top 10. I mean, it's, uh, the whole nation, the whole dialogue about it, it was pretty cool. Uh, that Washington is is just, you know, such a dynamic offense. They have such a, a good team right now um, that has made waves. And so many people watched that game, how close it was, that, you know, we didn't cover, but we pushed yeah. even. Um, uh, that we are still getting a lot of credit for it, and it's, it's pretty fun. Um, so still number nine, you know, still in the top 10. Yep. Uh, we did lose. I did pick Washington. It did not make me feel better oh, after the game. I found I bet not only this, Aaron, we should have <laughs> get this. So Friday the 13th was the day before the game. Sure. Okay. okay. Um, there was a, uh, believe a, an eclipse. Right. It was during epic. the day of the game. Right. That morning okay? I saw a little bit of it here. That should have really, like, you, you know, put it. us. To, that should have let us know something's up with the cosmos. There. I was thinking Not about that, that the whole time. This is the real thing. I should have texted you immediately, Aaron, and to be like, put money on this game uh, that the Ducks are going to lose. Um, because I guess it was a push. It wouldn't have mattered. But um, so we had some friends from out of town come and hang out with us. They don't give a shit about football. Mm-hmm. They live in Boise, but they don't give a shit about football. Mm-hmm. They came here and they, and it turns out they're very lovely people. Turns out, oh yeah, we have a dog too. We're bringing our dog. He's a very nice dog. Mm-hmm. Guess what kind of dog that was? Chewini. Uh, in in my house. A Boston Terrier the day or a Chewini. It was a goddamn husky. A husky oh my in my house God. on game day. Dude. So 
I bet you it was were all, all just on like me. cuddling with it while it was winning, and you were like, check out my favorite jersey. Let me put it on you and keep you warm. I did all those things, Aaron. I'm going to do that again <laughs> this uh, Saturday at 12.30 p.m. ABC. Um, I mean, obviously, Wazoo has had some crazy upsets against us, but we were always worse teams than this current team we have right now. I feel very confident. I'm going with the Ducks. Amen, I may brother. never pick against them again. Uh, Hithliday, can I assume you're going with you're back in the Ducks here? Uh, yeah. I mean, Oregon's a better team, uh, <laughs> and, and they're at home, and there's no... In, and they got dude, fired. Cam now. Ward, can you make like Cam Ward ain't it? I'm just gonna straight up say it. I don't think he like every time I'm watching him on my TV, he's pulling some vintage DTR shit. Like, uh, like yeah, it is crazy. I mean, we we recently recorded with uh, with Jamie Vinnick of Kookfan.com, and I mean, we literally spent an hour with him trying to solve the puzzle of like yeah. what what. Uh, is yeah. going on with you know like how could Wazoo's offense go from looking like Wazoo to the playoffs to like to just looking like complete trash you know mm-hmm. uh, and, it's and nuts like, I, I think we're gonna like run through that offensive line like he's not gonna have a good day in Austin, yeah. especially after that loss in Seattle I just have all the confidence in the world that this is gonna yeah be it's just like there's nothing that with the with with the I think you're probably right to put your finger on like Cam Ward ain't it because there's absolutely nothing that Wazoo does offensively or defensively that like is scary at all to the Ducks in the way that like yeah there's stuff that Washington does that's scary um oh yeah like uh uh like there's nothing that Wazoo does that's scary um with the possible exception of some of those deep throws that he was making against Oregon State, which is part of the mm-hmm. reason why when we were talking to Jamie, I was like, what What the hell was up with that? And then why did they go away? <laughs> um, because I was sort of like, because th- is there a chance that they come back? Um, yeah. And like, yeah, but I don't think that Cam Ward's got like, I, I think that like whatever, like w- whatever, like he, 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 he he shoved up his butt that gave him the power to do that like fell out of his butt now because like he doesn't have access <laughs> to it this. anymore yeah the 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 magic uh, nice yeah like <laughs> the magic deep throw suppository like is he is no longer in his pants that is i'll take two of those in the morning yeah. um yeah and i i honestly think even if he's having a, one of his best career days for every you know 70 yard pass he pulls off he's gonna also just drop it on the ground and doorless yeah. is gonna run at home like i swear to god who who Dorless called him one of the more annoying quarterbacks to play against because he runs back 13 yards in every play. Well, yeah, and, and like I mean, honestly, the only reason it was even like close, you know, against it was the yeah, dude kept time. like pulling off like magic scrambles, mm-hmm. you know, just like just I mean, it was like in like I totally know what Dorless is talking about. Like it's just infuriating <laughs> yeah. to do the film, you know, film watch on that. It's just like. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, there is about a 1% chance that that play would, you know, that that scramble works. And then you, you know, and then another 1% chance that it worked. And then yeah. an- it's just like, do you know what the, the odds of any of those things are happening? It's just like, st- but you know, but it's the Ducks. Hith, yeah. Hith, do you want to talk about what happens when the magic of scrambling 
runs out because we can I mean, talk about USC. Oh my Dame. God! Yeah, exactly. You know, my God, dear Lord, Aaron, Notre Dame dismantled USC, and it's not. Didn't it, I it was pick more Notre like, Dame? I let me. I got it right here. Both of us picked Notre Dame. Hithliday picked USC. Finally, now, I got one right with the uh, and, Utes. Jeez. And I picked USC on the premise that USC is just a winner program. Yeah. Oh, well, well, and this was so this was three interceptions in the first half for Caleb Williams. And it it was an amazing thing cuz again, I was I was bummed enough where I was like I'll catch up on this game later. I don't give a shit. But then you look at the, you know, you see the score, wow, amazing. You look at the box score for this game, and you would expect Notre Dame, oh, they got they must have just ran through like 400 yards plus off. It really is. They just took advantage of the mistakes that USC did. Mm-hmm. The more desperate USC got, because USC, you know, it's all built around, can Caleb Williams just be a god out there? Um, but then it'd be thirds and long. They're desperate. Uh, Notre Dame would, you know, like, pick it off or and th- there could have been more turnovers in this game there was also some you know like fumble um and then in the second half when there was a semblance of usc rallying back notre dame would answer with a different kind of big play to just make it huh. not even a close game usc has been quite exposed i mean like yes they still got an amazing future nfl you know possible star and I'm sure they got plenty of other uh, potential NFL talent on this team, but right now this this ooh even the offense is starting to look pretty susceptible now against number 14 Utah, which I I gotta admit, which even, is another I mean, like I, I massively overrated fraught. team, you know? Oh yeah, I I assume even Utah fans are going yeah that we're a bit of a fraud. We're being rated as if it's like. Everyone who's voting is just being like, oh, well, Cam Rising, he's he's right around the corner. Brant Keithy, oh, he'll be here any minute. It's like if you're watching this team play week after week and judging it by the players that are currently on the field, it is hard to justify a 14 rating. But, hey, they got a shot. I mean, this is versus Utah, so they're going down to Salt. Uh, they're going down to L.A. Place they have not done well. Oh shit! Historically. They're going down to cap. Yeah, they haven't. USC Notre Dame played last. Yeah, that was bad for USC. USC they only have one loss now. Utah going down there huh. also has one loss. Uh, their offense looks pretty suspect, mm-hmm. but their defense. In my opinion, for them to still only have one loss, I mean, and from watching them, I feel like it's just a testament that their defense is actually pretty dang good. Not good enough to drag them to, like, a Pac-12 championship game without some major improvements. Yeah, I, th- but, I think their defense yeah. has, like, yeah, it, it's not... It has to be good. It, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good. It has to be at least good. <laughs> it's probably not... Like I, I have some complaints with it, but it has to be at least good, right? Okay, but uh, Aaron, this is still—I mean, this is a slightly wounded. What am I supposed to do a, here? This good question. Who do you got more faith in? I'm sorry, you said Utah won their game last week. They did. They they won it pretty bad. They won it pretty good. I mean, which against means, a I, bad but, Cal, but it was which, against Cal. Which, and like, is the uh, closest thing to not counting that there is. 
You right. You chose Cal. Right. You, you went against the Utes, my man. Yeah. I just don't get this season. I know too much. It's, mm. I'm better I when I know nothing. Too. I mean, I went two and well, four this week, with? man. Like, uh, yeah, it's true. God, I don't know. Okay, I guess I'll just throw a dart at it, and it landed on USC. You're going USC. I guess so. Fair enough. I, damn, this is this is bonkers. Is it real? Is USC's USC's offense lately has looked wounded, or has looked not as good. I shouldn't say wounded. It's not like they're like desecrated by injuries. Right. It's just more like their offensive line is clearly being shown as more of a problem, that they're not going to be able to just offense their way out of every single situation because mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Williams is still immortal. Uh this is, but Utah's. All, I, I think Utah. I'm going with Utah. Dang it. But this is this is actually a pretty tough one in my opinion. But I I guess I have more faith in an ugly win from Utah. Uh, Hith, who do you got in this one? It's, it's kind of intriguing. Uh, I'm gonna take Utah. Dang it. Yeah. Because like, hey, Utah doesn't Hith. have an I mean, offense, Harry. but that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because USC doesn't have a defense. <laughs> yeah, and their offense is slipping. So and uh, yeah, like I, I think that I think that Utah's defense will, uh, you know, do do what they did to to USC the last time that they played, which is like oh, crush yeah. their offensive line. Um, yeah, and and USC now has one loss, so that should get rid of about half of their home fans I, that they would. have Yeah, had, so. I actually I actually have a prop bet, which is um, ooh. USC is going to lose out. Oh, wait. The rest of the year? Like, yeah. they're not going to win another game? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I want that to be true. That'd In- be including, to, including to the UCLA team that I'm skeptical of and to mm. Cal. Ooh. I'm actually looking at this shit, and now I get what you're saying. Because it's, it's Utah, it's at Cal. Because remember, is Cal played him close in the Coliseum last year. And that was mm-hmm. a bad Cal team. Mm. Hmm. You got hit. Read the rest this of their is, schedule, like Adam. This. Okay, so we got at Cal after after this Utah game. Then they uh, Washington goes down and plays USC. USC will definitely not be favored there. Uh, then they come to Eugene, Oregon to play the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. Then UCLA. Hith, this wow. is quite the take, and I am loving it. And, in fact, lock this in. This is now a Quack 12 uh, uh, pick of the, of the, the season. season. <laughs> I love that. That is great. Because, uh, like, here's the th- I mean, the thing about, like, the, the thing, I, I think the, that this team, like, when I'm mm-hmm. – I, I I think I think this seems soft. I think I'm just gonna yeah, put it that I'm, way. I think this team is soft, and I think that as soon as they hit this bump, like the, this Notre Dame bump, and then this Utah bump, mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. That they're just they're just gonna quit. Huh. I I mean it's and then I, even I'm games that to, they yeah. should win, like against Cal mm-hmm. and UCLA. Yeah. They're done. They're, they packed it in. So if they 
Okay, so really, and I mean, I have actually win, more analytical have reasons. Like, like I, I've got problems with their wide receiver core. I've definitely got problems with their offensive line. I've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I definitely have huge problems with their defense. Like, I, I think that they're like, I think the way that their RPO game works can be solved, and I think that more teams are figuring that out. Like, I, I like when we talk it about specific so. games, like I, I, I can discuss like in ways that I think are like analytically sound the ways that teams can defeat them um but i i just mean that like uh like when i say that they lose out i mean like what i mean is like even in games where they should be favored they they shouldn't be favored Mm -hmm. i i i agree with you i mean if anyone who's watched this even from a bird's eye kind of view just flipping through the teams that have been able to slow down their Dang it. offense and of course their their defense you could just run through uh like yeah i know i agree with you because like um, all this, of this would hardly pick. be the first time that a highly ranked you know usc team would finish <laughs> like you know whatever it would be like 5 and 7 or whatever you know like it, this would mm-hmm. be like the third time in 12 years you know <laughs> yeah Yeesh. no i i like it i love it here we go. This one should be quick unless you're you're hoping for a huge upset. Number five, Washington, yeah. um, who just defeated the greatest team to ever play college football, yeah. versus Arizona State. This is 7.30 right. p.m. on FS1. Arizona State is plucky, but, I mean, they're near the bottom of the pack. Let's face it. This is just another bye week for Washington, a reward, if you will, a desert. Yeah. I mean, if the, this were played uh, yeah. in the desert, this would be, you know— Arizona State would have the opportunity to do the funniest thing. Yeah. I mean, Scadaboo is a god, but, you know, I think this he he ain't doing this. I I think we all got Washington, unfortunately, in this, right? Does anyone want to be frisky here? No. Yeah. It's good for us. Well, I'm rooting for Washington to lose because I would love to not play them in the Pac-12 championship game. Really? Uh I mean, for for the narrative and stuff, it'd be great if we did and got that other shot. But I would also just to uh, maybe somehow play a worse team. I don't know. He already said we would win that game. I oh, I well, didn't say yeah, will. Know. Yeah, you did. You guaranteed. Yeah, you, did. you guaranteed. You, said, it 100%. you guaranteed. You certified it. that Angus now, beef. Y- now you know what's really funny is that the uh, what's that the. You know what team is on their schedule, Washington's schedule, that has the, because of how the, like, home road works, but their schedule is super favorable this year for their home roads and, like, how yeah. teams have, have wound up. I mean, it, they had, to, like, their hardest game was going to be going down to the Coliseum, but now the USC has been totally exposed. Um, You know, yeah. it's not, you, you know what the hardest game that's left on their schedule until Vegas is? <sighs> Until Vegas, uh, is it Utah coming to Washington? Is that is that it, or what? What do you think? At Stanford, what? <laughs> That'd be great. I, I'd love it if oh, if we could get one more true Stanford upset. Because Colorado, that's not that's not. It was an amazing comeback, but you know the prestige has kind of fallen off that Colorado team a bit. It has oh, to hasn't upset it? Washington. Uh, yeah. Well, unless it's all—it's all from your perspective. Yeah, if sure. you're being a realist and being like they won one game last season, then not at all. I but, mean, that's true. Yeah. Um, man, I love it. And the final Pac-12 game of the week: Stanford versus somehow number twenty-five UCLA. Saturday, seven thirty p.m. ESPN. Stanford coming off 
a game that, you know, a, a Pac-12 win, which a lot of people were kind of starting to think, was that going to happen for this Stanford team? They weren't sure. Um, and it wasn't, it was, it felt more like Colorado kind of messing up than, I mean, you got to give credit to Stanford. They, they kept throwing to the guy who was ended up with 300 yards, but uh, it didn't exactly feel like, I don't know. It still didn't feel like a dominating thing um, against a freshman QB. Golly. UCLA. Golly. Who's, who's throwing pick sixes left and right. <laughs> Aaron, who you got? Who you got? Wait, is that the quarterback for UCLA now? Is just a little puppy dog? Dante Moore. Oh, well, he's like he, he's a super puppy talented, dog but he, A, he's, he's very a true talented. freshman, and B, Chip Kelly's offense doesn't know how to use him. Oh. Chip Kelly ain't helping him out. Chip Kelly's going like, okay, it's all on you, buddy. And uh, it's, it's just, and then Chip Kelly historically has done better with a true, you know, really athletic, quick, run first almost quarterback. Uh, it's you know what style, but I kind of want to vibe with the tree. Give me the tree. Give me old Stanford. Look at you. Look at you. This one's pretty tough for me. Um. Hmm. Is it? It'd be pretty. This one's well, tough for like, you. Your favorite team is right there, staring at you. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. Ugh, damn. This is actually a pretty tough uh, one. Uh-huh. I don't know. Damn. 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 I'm gonna say if that they will tell us why UCLA is gonna win this game here in a minute. Don't worry. <sighs> you know, I'm just gonna look at what I haven't gone against. I'm going to just try to go UCLA, just kind of mix okay, things up. Okay, great. Uh, I truly don't know about this one. Both Is this these a teams points are, grab? Or bad. It's it's kind of going against you, honestly, yeah. distance myself. Yeah, that's about it, though. Hithliday, who do you got in this one? Oh, I got UCLA. Um, oh, God damn enough. it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that Stanford's going to be able to do it twice. You know, I, I think okay. that, like, unlike Colorado... I think that uh, you know UCLA's pass rush, you know, like is uh, for real. Like, I, like I, I don't. As I was saying earlier in the podcast, like I don't think the, um, I don't think the entirety of UCLA's defense is like for real. But I do think that they're, mm-hmm. uh, like I think it, oh, advanced nice. stats are is being fooled by by a, a number of factors. But I do think that they're. The, the pass rush, you know, aspect is for real. And I think that Stanford's offensive line is like for real a joke. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that like they're just going to eat their quarterback alive. Um, and, and it's, it's true because they were, they, you could tell they really wanted to run against Colorado, which should be a pretty easy thing. And the reason why they were able to come back is because they kind of, started going away from that and just chucking to the dude yeah. against Travis. And, and that's the other thing is that it's sort of like that cats out of the bag. You know, like yeah. I, I do like, I think like all there was, there were a number of people on the internet who were like, you know, celebrating the demise of Travis Hunter's NFL career. I've got news for you guys. That dude is still going to be paid yeah. millions of dollars to play yeah. cornerback in the NFL. Um, Cause you know what? The NFL's not going to play him as a wide receiver immediately <laughs> after a liver injury. Um, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that dude, know, like yeah. that, that dude is going to be paid millions of dollars to play exclusively at cornerback and is not going to be getting liver injury 
injuries. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, well, and it's the, just, the it's, idea it's that, now, like, that dude yeah. is a bad cornerback is, is insane. Um, like, you, you people are, well, I, I think that there were people who were rooting for that for reasons that, you know, you should probably look in the mirror and, and, and discuss with your maker. Uh, the Travis Hunter's a great, great guy, great player. Um, it, it, it did hit me really watching that game where it was like, yes, there's highlights in this game of Travis Hunter on offense. There's that cool touchdown. Yes, there's highlights of him on defense. I just feel like there would be, he would be overall better at, you know, like, the whole team would be so much better if he was just doing one and there was more highlights on offense or more highlights on defense. Well, yeah. Oh, man, we're we're running long on time, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but, but like, I'll just put it this way. The the NFL will pay him a a lot of money to play cornerback. Um, Yeah. That when he is a college player, you might see more highlights of him as a wide receiver that has to do with, um, with stuff, uh, with like a, <laughs> about a million different questions, which like I could break down the analytics for you, but like, come on, man, don't make me do that. Like yeah. he, th- th- that, that dude's going to be, because <laughs> vi- touch ons are fun to look at is what it that, comes down to. Yeah. And like what expected values are, um, and, and what, like, you know, where other positions are filled on his team and where, uh, you know, where opportunity costs lie. And like, look, actually it's actually, you know, as an analyst and as a game player of games, it's, uh, actually kind of fun but like it's 9 30 at night and i got another podcast to record uh so stop <laughs> talking about Fair it enough. already yeah look <laughs> here we go Ali minor is not going to be able to do that a second time um like the cat's out of the bag and utla is aware of him and, and they have cornerbacks yeah. who just play cornerback um and so like yeah like Makes even sense. though i don't think that that guy is like Oh, that you know, he's a lie. You know, no, he he's for real. I wrote about him when I wrote my Stanford preview. Like he's a good, you know, receiver. Just like Stanford has other good, you know, receivers. You know, but that was an artifact of that particular game. And asking for it to be a repeat is a silly thing to do. Like that's how you make bad bets. So don't make bad bets. You know, bet on UCLA. Or don't bet. Speaking betting bad is bets. foolish and immoral. Hmm, well, speaking of bad bets, let's talk about what y'all did here, too. Because uh, both of you got two of them right. I, on the other hand, got four of them right. So I am catching up slowly here. Dang. Here it is now. It's true. The day, when crazy points. things happen in a week, hey, the person who Adam, makes crazy choices yeah. profits. That's true. Adam has 40 points. Aaron has 34. So it is Beautiful. good that you win against us. Because uh, me and Hith chose the exact same ones. You chose a couple different. So, you know, you need to make some calculated risks, Aaron. So that I think overall is smart. You can call me Little Dan Lanning. And that was Dan the great challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, Hith, let's, let's, your super specific of the week. Let's just say you choosing USC not to win another game. That, that yeah, should that count was amazing. Week. That's an amazing one. Aaron, how about you? Do you have a super specific one against Wazoo? Um, our mascot will beat up their mascot. <sighs> Again? Oh, nice. Yeah. Or it wasn't. Cougar, yeah, it was yeah. a different cougar. Different cougar, but a cougar nonetheless. I love it. That's wonderful. I hope it happens. For me, I'm talking not one, not two, but three fumbles cam ward uh, 
Cam Ward will fumble this wow. ball three times wow, not in just this game. That Wazoo will put the ball in the dirt three times, but A, no, no. that uh, it'll be Cam Ward in particular, and B, that Oregon will pick them up. Yes. Wow. That is what I'm All saying. Right. Three times that will happen. And come to here when uh, it does and pat me on the back. All right, everybody, at Day one on Twitter, at Quack12Podcast on Twitter. We'll see you all next week. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Go Ducks.